Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show Review with Mike G, the show of life, the show of jazz, the show of France, Jamaica, New York, and so much more. Today's guest is the amazing Ms. Frankie Marshall. She was recently in town at the Roosevelt Room preaching the gospel and the wonderful flavors of the category Pinot de Charence. Amazing French aperitif. It's delicious. And we got to sit through and sample with some nice bites as well. Some of the greatest of these Pinot de Chirons that the world has to offer. Ms. Frankie herself has a very, very esteemed career, both in music and teaching, has many languages under her belt, and I can't wait to see what she does next. So much intelligence, so much capacity for learning, and so much potential left. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Ms. Frankie Marshall. Yes, definitely. I mean, something always drew me to uh, to Europe, but particularly to, to France. Yeah. For some reason, I always wanted to be in France. Any fa- any family from France? Is no, it no, no. We're Jamaican, Chinese, Irish, and Scottish. That's a brilliant mix. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I just there was something, you know, and um, don't want to get to, you know, it it wasn't quite fate, but it was definitely something. There was always something drawing me. Well, something so, always does to the yeah. arts and to these places. Yeah, you know? definitely. So, you know, that was it. I just, I, the first time I went there, it was, it was that. I just felt something drawing me back, and that's when I said, I mean, I went to school. I did a year in France as well. What were you a studying? Year abroad. I was French. Oh, yeah. Because okay. you're quite, quite well, articulate in France. Well, that was from years of working at it, you know, yeah. and the, that year really solidified it. But then subsequently, you have to you have to practice. That's right. Of course, you lose your muscles if you don't use yeah, them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, there was always something. There, you know, and it started with the romanticism, and it was just ended up be, becoming just a place where I just really felt. Com- is comfortable the right word? Like I'm at, sorry? Ho- at home, maybe. Like something you know, that was it's, kind of it's, familiar? It's funny because it, it, because it was Paris, it was never really at home. I think in Paris, you always feel like an outsider in sure. a way. Oh, yeah. But it was always something dri- driving me back. It's like that, you know, that that maybe that lover that you're really trying to get to love you, but they don't really love you. But it's okay. You know what I mean? Uh, but you're like, but please, just give me one more chance. Love. Exactly. Yes, one yes. more chance. You know, and you keep going back and they keep going, oh, okay. But no, get away from me. Oh, they slap your face. <laughs> so temperamental. So, exactly. Yes, it is that's that my, way. That's my relationship with Paris. <laughs> push and pull. Push and pull. So does this story, are you a New York City native? Is that where you grew up? New York area. New York in the area. surrounding areas, okay. yes. So, But, you know, I've, as I said, I've lived in other places. Sure. You uh, lived in London, I think. I didn't live in London. I, I did a, a stage okay. in London. Yeah. I've been to visit it quite a few times. Uh, first time when I was 10 on that yeah. trip. Wow. Um, but uh, also I lived in Montreal as oh, well, which, Montreal. of course, French-speaking, yeah. partially. Um, but yeah, so I've traveled and lived other places quite did, a bit. Did your so. folks speak any other languages? Were they also... They spoke Patois. Patois. <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> Patois. No, no, no. They didn't speak any other. No. Interesting. So second generation Jamaican? 
like or were they from jamaica specifically your parents or yeah they're both from jamaica so i'm first oh, gen yes first gen yes that's incredible yes. is it easy to kind of be raised in the states as a first gen jamaican yeah i mean i, I don't know much about like the i mean i know about the food especially yeah. but being a jamaican person what does that yeah. really mean as a kid you know well, again you know because we were you know my mother's father's from hong kong so okay. my mother's really you know this an Asian woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was it was Jamaica, but there's also that other, you know, side to it. Right. Plus with the cousins and the my aunts and uncles who married, you know, others. Right. It was always a little bit of everything. You so know, there was everything. Very sorted miscellaneous blind. Exactly. I somebody once said, you know, they showed them a picture of my family and he said, you know, you look like your family looks like the New York City subway. You know what I mean? You have the, the brown guy, the white guy, the black guy, the someone's tall, the red someone's hair. short. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of you just don't know where anyone's coming from. Well, then it kind of begs the question because you know I'm thinking, well, how the hell did your parents meet if they're so different? Well, but you know, in Jamaica, if you ever go there, there's people from all over. Oh, it's I very mean, multicultural. Oh yeah, I mean, there's Germans and Syrians and yeah. of course Chinese. Chinese are everywhere doing business and right, whatever. So um, yeah, it was they just, met there. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Any siblings? There halves. Got it. There halves. It's an interesting thing. So when you think about, okay, so you have this study of language, this being immersed in other cultures, and you have this background in music as well. Yeah. So you're pursuing language, and you're also academically pursuing music. Where did you study music, and what kind of music? Well, it. you know, the funny thing is, I was, when I was in France, that I started really, I mean, I sang in this choir. Yeah. But, uh. And actually, I remember getting, they give out little uh, prizes at the end of the year. And I remember getting a, a little tiny fake blender because I needed to learn how to blend in because I was always oh like, ah! Gosh. So, yes. <laughs> but I finally <laughs> learned how to blend in with the rest of the singers. Yeah. But, yeah, did the choir and um, played bass clarinet as well in high school. Bass clarinet in, in is band. not real easy. Reeded instruments are fun, but bass clarinet's a big one. You know, it is, and I it, I didn't find it very sexy, you know, in high school. It is not It's not at all. at all, so, you know, just kind of sitting there <laughs> like that. But, but for the band nerds like myself, it is pretty provocative. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And until I, you know, discovered Eric Dolphy, I really didn't think that the bass clarinet was... I really wanted to play clarinet, no, uh, or sax, but they're out of them. You know, they kind of distributing them. Yes. You know, yeah. and it kind of got to me, and they were like, well... <laughs> this is all we have left. But that's still kind of well. I mean, you now stick it's out, right? now looking yeah. back, now it's fine. I mean, but now that's that's like a pretty new. Yeah, gives you street cred. It you know right. not then. Yeah, but now it certainly yeah, does. Exactly. So is it classical? Are you playing mostly? Classical no, it was mostly. Jazz stuff? There were we played. I mean, kind of you know easy to play classical yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was a lot of there was some you know marching band stuff. There was some just uh, you know Christmas time. Yeah, there's yeah. always John Philip Sousa in there. Exactly. Every, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Forever, every, exactly. Every Philip Sousa. We played Mazursky pictures in an exhibition. The last yeah. two uh, movements of that. Things like that. But um, so yeah, and then I just actually when I was in France uh, doing that year, I just realized that uh, maybe I didn't want to be a French teacher, which I thought I wanted to be, mm -hmm. and I was. I actually was in a band over there, and then I thought, you know what? Let me just. Why don't I just take the music? Let's a little see, step further. You know, but again, music. As I said, you're into music. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You're a musician. I uh, almost obsessively. Yeah. What do you play? I play guitar, bass, sing, saxophone, piano. Right. All this stuff. You know? So you know it can be thankless. It's 
right. can, can be or is thick. Okay, well, it is. <laughs> well, you know how tough it is. Yeah. It's really difficult. Well, so to summarize that, so spent, we both, you know, we've had these experiences in music. I spent, I don't know, 15 years yeah. touring off and on, playing shows and stuff. I got a check from Pandora at one point. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm like, cool. My whole yeah. career in music summarizing a yeah. check. 15 bucks. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like sobering yeah. realization. Yeah. Music is well that you know and that's why i started to concentrate a little bit more I, all through you know playing music and that i was always still working in the restaurant in business yeah. because that's how i made the money and sure. then the music was the thing i did for my soul <laughs> but uh as a vocalist right as a vocalist yeah. yeah yeah and uh you know again you know playing those gigs in a basement that smelled like pee where no yeah. one would show up or the mic smelled like beer you know and oh, i oh. Yeah, or no monitors and the oh, sound guy saying, just scream, just yell louder. Yeah. Terrible thing. Yeah, all of that stuff, you know. And do you like, but it's, having gone through that, though, because now you're a little bit wiser, a little bit older, do we, do you, those are good moments, right? No, I, yes, absolutely. You know, I wouldn't trade those um, at all. It's just, I guess what I was trying to illustrate is that, you know, I, the, the thread going through at that time and how I made money was working in the restaurants. Yeah. So, um, because I had other musician friends I had at that time who would refuse to work. Really? Oh, yeah. They refused to have a job other than music. Right. And they, a lot of them were struggling, but their pride was so, you know, their ideals were so lofty. Right. And I respect that, too. But honestly, a lot of them just didn't have any money, whereas I always had money because I worked. Yeah. I, th I, think, I always think that's a smart play. Because if people say, no, you got to dive into the thing 100%, like, eh, you can do music and work a full-time well, job. Well, you know, I, I see both sides of that because some of the musicians I respect a lot, some older musicians, I've read interviews with them where they've just said, you know, I excelled at music because I could not do anything else. That's interesting. You know, yeah. I, that's all they had, so they just gave it. So I see both sides. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm curious who influences you as a vocalist. you got a hell of a playlist out there with Billy Joel, Jethro Tull. Oh, no, it's stuff that <laughs> resonates with me. But for you, like, as you perform, what, what are some things that... I'm well, you know, a little... You know, it's all over the place vocally. So yeah. I'll be honest. I grew up... My parents listened to everything. That's everything great. from, you know, country to, like, easy listening, MOR, yeah. classical to, of course, reggae. You know, and uh, the haves. A lot of rock and roll. Yeah. You know, I grew up rock and roll. You know, rock. I mean, rock. Like, Zeppelin and all that stuff. Sure. So... And then I went through an alternative stage where I was a little, you know, punky. Blah, <laughs> Man, blah. you got to tell me who you were listening to in that alternative stage. A lot of different. I so I always went back into stuff. Everything from you know people like <laughs> Throbbing Gristle. Whoa, I don't I even remember. know. Yeah, what is that? It's what is it? Yeah, Chris and cozy. Yeah, it's a this band that they made like. I don't even know how to describe noise. A lot of kind of noise. Kind of noisy stuff. Yeah, not very well. You know, just but you know that's the stuff you listen to when you're trying to be cool. Like, oh, look, look at me. Look. look I'm challenging myself. Listen to, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I was cool. Um, but you know, uh, it just I don't know. It was like a search for anything. I mean, I love Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the music he's written, the Bee Gees. Oh yeah. I love. Uh, you know, Chris Cornell is my favorite vocalist who died recently. I massive influence for me. Yeah, yeah. So bummed. Still you know, bummed. and just, just everybody. I mean, you know, classically, I love to listen to Debussy. That's what I listen to a lot when I set up. It's my favorite. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, uh, right, to, right to Spring is Stravinsky, but yeah. Claire de Lune is one yeah, of the, just, I think the greatest composition ever made, well, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, 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 I love 
everything. Everything. So I, that's why it's really hard for me to name because I know I'm leaving every, a lot of people out. And but it's just I'm a music lover. But so this is the thing that I think now I kind of understand a little bit more clearly is you love lots of things because you're so open to it. And so you have traveled to Spain, traveled to London. There's yeah. all these cultures that you've kind of embraced. I mean, you've got the the great cocktail competition, so you have some Italian kind of tracing back to the culture. You've got yeah. diplomatical roms. You've got yeah. all these different things. At what point did you think, or rather did the cocktailing or being in the hospitality industry become the, at the forerunner of your career? Well, yeah, it was probably... Uh, around 2008 or 9 so i you know as i said i'd been working in bars and restaurants yeah. and i realized that i you know, i knew how to make you know the basics sure and i wanted to challenge myself because i do love to learn and uh, and so i sought out a job in a cocktail bar and it was very hard to get because especially in new york if nobody knows you they're not going to hire you as a bartender right. in a cocktail bar at all <laughs> which i didn't know at the time because i was naive and uh, so people wouldn't answer my resume uh, my you know, when I submitted resumes. And then finally, I saw this listing on Craigslist yeah. for Clover Club. And there was something that it was one, of, again, may could have been fate. But I looked at that ad and I went, okay, I need to definitely apply and try hard for that job. Right. I, it wasn't anything really about it, maybe because it was in Brooklyn as well. I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I, I still do. And uh, so, yeah, I you know wrote this cover letter and I lied, you know, said that I was you know, familiar with using all different types of ice, <laughs> which I wasn't at yeah. the time. But I knew that that was something that people did. And uh, so, yeah, and then they called me, Julie and Susan, Julie Reiner, Susan Fedroff, called me. I had an interview with both of them, and they hired me, and they said, well, we can't make you uh, a bartender, mm -hmm. but, you know, we can make – I said, okay, I'll bar back or I'll serve. You know, I said, okay, well, we'll, think, we'll put you on the floor. So, yeah, I was a server there, and then, that, you know, and then I got onto the bar there within about a year. Yeah. A little less than a year. And that's when, you know, things started to happen. Well, you, you're right – Front and center in the movement. Yeah. Right? You yeah. can't help but get surfed. Like, what is it? Uh, <laughs> contact high. Yeah, it will. Right? <laughs> exactly. De yes, definitely. I mean, it was, you know, because I wanted to get on the bar and I wanted to learn. And I, at that point, I always say, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. You know, that I didn't realize there was so much to this. this it's so vast. It really, really is. It's you know, and it, it, it grows, you know, yeah, the the more the longer I'm in this industry, you know, this this aspect of it, Sorry. I really realize just how much like you know, I've done kind of talks on being a modern bartender. Yeah. I consider myself a modern bartender because it's not just these days about making drinks. There's so many more aspects yeah. to what we're doing. When you, you know? well, there's a couple things. So yeah. one, I mean, to to that point, but actually one, I'm I'm kind of curious. I do think things happen in a fateful way. You know what I mean? And I know because we're it's like kind of reticent to use yeah. that word, but it feels like things kind of line up because they're supposed to line up that way, doesn't it? I mean, it, for me, it does. Yeah, some sometimes, yeah. I mean, definitely in my life, yeah. they, they have. I pay a lot of attention to uh, to things like that. Yeah. I'm a, I'll tell you a secret. Please. I'm a low-grade psychic. Are you really? Low-grade. I like that a lot. <laughs> surface, surface psychic. I get, exactly. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming, but sometimes it comes. And what like, kinds Woo. of things do you pick up on that you're really sensitive no, to? No, I just, I get, my instincts are very strong. Yeah. You know, and about a lot of people? times they're right about things, about things that are going to happen. And uh, sometimes I ignore them. Yeah. And when I do, I think, damn, I, I knew it. You know, I, was, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't always act on. That's why I kind of laugh about it. But uh, I do have very strong. It, it comes and goes. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I love like that. But I've seen things that have happened. 
Man, how, so I, and I've been talking, for some reason, I've been talking about astrology a lot lately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can't, I've recently subscribed to an Aquarius feed on Instagram. Oh, oh you're an Aquarian? <laughs> yeah. Explains a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. I fully wear it on my sleeve. Yeah. We're cool, but we're so, so calm, though. No. <laughs> we're, you know? But it's a, you kind of learn these things, and I never really wanted to put on those Aquarian glasses. Right, right? yeah. Once you do, and you kind of realize that things are, people are certain kinds of ways. Yes. It becomes a lot easier. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, although you don't want to pigeonhole people. No, of course you know, not. But, but they, I've definitely seen some consistencies with yeah. the signs. I, I do, I have. Leo's? Yeah. Yeah. God, well, no, it's right with yes. the people you, your lovers. Is your lover Leo? Yeah, my wife's a Leo. There you go. Six months apart. I mean, that's, yes. you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. And that's, it, I have this pattern with Leos, man. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's the faithful thing. And this, because it was something I was picking up on. I wanted to kind of talk about it. But the other thing is when you talk about modern bartending, go back to that concept. Branding is a massive concept. Yeah. Miss Frankie Marshall, Ms. everyone. Excuse Ms. me. Ms. That is a decision. That is a branding yes, move. Yes, yes, yes. How much do you like that piece of the game? I'll be honest with you. I, I don't. I don't love it. Yeah. I. I. I know it's a part of uh, our jobs and my job, but uh, that's the one thing I have a lot of trouble with. I was one of the probably the last people to join Facebook. That you know, I think I joined in two thousand twelve or something like that. Yeah. Late, a little late. And that was only because I had a couple of people in the industry saying, you really need to be on, you know, you yeah, really need to Yeah, it doesn't do hurt, right? It doesn't. But uh, but it's just, it's, it's I'm very, very ambivalent about it, though, all of that stuff, because it's, you know, just this whole, me, me, look at me, look at no, me, look at me. No, you're right. And I, re- I have to do, I mean, I have to do it for, uh, for certain things, because otherwise, I actually had someone in, in the industry who shall remain nameless yeah. say to me, because I hadn't posted for a while, and he literally said, you know, you, you haven't been on Facebook for a while, and you know, if you're not on people you're going to become what was the word um obsolete yeah he said something like that yeah you're going to become really? obsolete. people yeah antiquated like these kinds of it words was, it right? was that, yeah. i think he may have said obsolete or people or he was basically saying that no one's going to you know care about what you're doing if you don't keep posting god forbid irrelevant you know yeah yes. and i was Ugh. like oh he may have used irrelevant and i was like are you kidding me i said first Horrible. of all i yeah and he was serious and Dude. he was deadly serious and uh, so that's kind of the climate with a lot of this stuff. And that's why I find it a bit like, yeah. because a lot of people are just posting about their the sandwich they had for lunch because they just want to stay in your mind, which, Whatever. but I, I try to be very purposeful yeah. with the posts that I make, you know, this about like work, things yeah. that are work related or something that I care about, but I don't post randomly and I don't post about politics or anything like that because it's just too... As much as I care about a lot of other things, I just I want my Facebook profile, my social media, to be about just the brand and yeah. what I'm doing professionally. Not I don't want to incorporate actually <laughs> my real you, feelings into it. Do you consider yourself a very private person? Then it was hard for me. So I'm going to be yes. be honest. Yeah, I do research on everybody that I interview because yeah. I want to have a couple points to talk about. Yeah. Music's always one I'm looking for. To be honest, but sometimes there are big gaps in the chronology, and I can't find anything. And I noticed with you that <laughs> I got nothing like early days, you know, yeah. and I, I feel like that's intentional. Yeah. Yes. Next. No, okay. no, yeah, no. no, definitely. <laughs> it's, you know, I like to definitely keep, be in charge of uh, what I call information dissemination. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's definitely interesting. I mean, yeah. when it comes into this industry, lots of our personal relationships, romantic, especially those become 
people that you're working with and yeah. you want to keep that stuff yeah. relatively private. People are just out there. It's amazing to me how much people reveal, yeah. you know, especially in this Austin area, there's a lot going on. I know, there is a whole lot. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, but that's not a game that I want to play. Does it, so maybe because I'm a martyr in a way, <laughs> in a couple of ways, but I feel like being open and allowing people to understand who I am, whether they care or not, doesn't matter to me. I don't know, it kind of empowers me a little bit. Like there's nothing that you can point out that I already know. That's that great, sense? yeah. that Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I think you hit it when you said whether people care or not. For yeah. me, if you don't care, then I definitely don't want to share with you. Oh, you fair. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, if I'm going to talk about myself really in depth, then I want, like, you're looking at me in the eyes right, right. now. Right, yeah. Well, that's why I only will do this in person. Right, so it, this is to me. But otherwise, I find a lot of people just, you know, they ask you about yourself, and then they're texting at the same time, or they're here, and they, you know, and meanwhile, they're not listening. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste my time telling you anything more than very surface right. unless you really absolutely appreciate you know, it. Yeah. That's good service, if you will, yeah. in a sense. So you've taken New York by storm, I'll just put it that way. So, I mean, dot, I, dot, dot. I mean, I wouldn't have. <laughs> Working at some really great places, your participation as you know, a presenter, a facilitator with Tales of the Cocktail, I mean, in a short period of time, we're talking maybe, what, 10 years now? Is that A little less than 10 years, yeah, less? but yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a lot different now as a person have you grown a lot i would imagine well i've definitely grown in the sense of i've learned a lot and i've gone out of my way to try to learn things um and i think i am a i don't know am i different probably um but i you know i'm still very uh, much open to uh i mean i know i can learn and be influenced by anybody and learn from anybody so i don't have this kind of you know i know some people have this very much Pompous? Uh, they're a little, you know, <laughs> they feel like they're always the ones to be imparting the knowledge. Right, and, uh, right. As much as I do impart knowledge about certain things, I, n- I take as much and more in yeah. from wherever I can. If you're not listening, what are you really doing? I mean, so this is the thing, you know, and we'll talk about the Pinot here yeah. in a moment, but you're here in Austin talking about a category that's deeply enriched in French culture. Yes. Shit, I'm going to sit and listen. Yeah. Right? That's all that... The, you have to know when to just learn from people who experience so much. Right. E- exactly. You know, and I think, uh, yeah, and I think that's one thing that's helped me a lot yeah. and kept me very focused and, and always, you know, uh, I was about to say always humble. I mean, you know, confident when it, and you know, when I'm confident about something, right. but, you know, but still, I, you know, I, I, I ask a lot of questions. And I'm not afraid to just say, you know what, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's Let me great. find out. That's a great <laughs> quality. Because <laughs> you know? yeah. there's that whole thing, live witness news on Jimmy Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And they're like, hey, have you heard of the George Clintons? Like yeah. these bands, right? And these <laughs> bands don't exist. And people are like, oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Like real stripped down sound. Right, yeah. <laughs> How much better would they look? Just like, no, nah, never heard of them. Yeah. Exactly. You, yeah. Come, you come across a lot differently that way. Now that you've kind of taken on a more social role and a more visible role, when it comes to the presenting, it comes to traveling. How have you adapted to that? Do you enjoy those kinds of that kind of shift in the quality where you're actually setting the tone of the class? I do. I mean, I you know, there's sometimes a lot of pressure that comes with it. You yeah. know, um, I mean, I think that's self-imposed because usually people around me, oh, don't worry, you know, it'll be fine. Right, but right. for me, because I've got very high standards about things that I'd like to see and uh, things the way that I want to present things. So uh, for me, it's always. You know, there's always that uh, nervous. You know, I was nervous before I came in today. 
you know, and unfortunately I had to go to bed early last night and I, you know what I mean? I had to cut the night short in Austin. Right. But, you know, that's part of it. That's for me, that's what I have to do. Sure. Uh, you know, to keep myself focused and make sure that everything that I can achieve what I'd like to. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I don't take for granted at all. Does it feel similar to those days singing where there is a pitch, there is a crowd? Well, you know what? Let me, I've often, you know what it's similar to for what I, what I find analogous to music yeah. is actually making cocktails ah. because so with making cocktails you've got a formula right like a uh-huh. 211 you know um or whatever it, your formula is with music you've got like a 145 progression or something like that right it, yeah. we're all working within a format there's not much you can really create now like musically because a lot has been done already well, or it's totally inaccessible what's the point right right, right? Yeah. and then same with cocktails i mean we're working within a framework yeah. you know you try to put your stamp on that 211 formula you know, and um, and you hope people like it, yeah. you know, and you just hope that you can make something palatable that people would remember that they'll ask for again, just like with music. You want to make that song that people sing it's along hook, to. Right? Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it is, it, is, it is very similar. You're being, you know, you're on a stage when you're behind a bar, you're very much on stage. People are looking at you. They want to be entertained. Yeah. You know, it, it's all it's very, very similar for me. You know. Have you been traveling much for this new role, which we'll talk about here in just a moment? Yeah, well, honestly, this is, yeah, I mean, the, this new thing literally just happened uh, very recently. Yeah, that's so what I, I just like. I was just over in France for this at the end of June. Oh, wow. So this was our f- my first Pinot presentation. So that's why it was a little, you know, I was uh, maybe a little extra nervous because, yeah. again, I was supposed to have a, I need to have a shout out really quickly to Hoke Harden. Who was my Pinot partner? Yeah, but unfortunately couldn't make it today because of the the uh, the date change. Oh, okay. So, um, but the two of us went over, and so yeah, it, it's new. It's new. It's kind of amazing in yeah. in a brand capacity. Although this is a category exactly. The You're like an ambassador for France, really. It, well, uh, we guess for I France. mean, in a, in for France, yeah. I know, if only I could meet Macron now. <laughs> yes, but it's like it's that kind of thing. This was the thing that was found really interesting. Yeah. Is I was working with the PR company. I'm like, well, there's no, normally it's for a brand, right? But this is yeah. not. This is a movement. This is someone representing the interests of France. It's crazy different <laughs> change, you know? Well, that's quite a mantle to wear. But no, I, I agree. Well, that's what I like about it is that it's a category. Yeah. I don't have to be a brand person. It would be very hard for me to, to be a brand person because right. I, well, Anyway, that's another thing. But, uh, but yeah, so that's what's great. I don't have to sell anything. Yeah. And, yes, it's a category, and honestly, it's a category that I really enjoy and believe in. Mm. And I just have to, you know, lay out some pearls of wisdom and give people taste of things. So, for me, it's, it's just wonderful. It's a win-win. Yeah, definitely. And, again, you know, it's, it was brand agnostic. That's the greatest thing because we had this taste thing of Pinot de Chiron. Yes. Is that right? Charente. Charente. Okay. Yeah. I did take French and was there recently but sometimes i have to ask about the of course well oh, you know it's the, oh, right? it can be you know, <laughs> and you must sound like this you must be must be a nasal sound <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but the, i was introduced to this concept of pamo yes when i was spent some time in normandy yes. normandy and i found it so lovely this concept of taking a modified version of something and adding it back to the original raw material yeah. in a way so uh, some people might understand that as creme de mezcal that's kind of the case where you use agave nectar okay, yeah. with, with a mezcal. Right, right okay. So kind of, it's sim- similar, uh-huh. right? But in this case, you know, Pinot de Chiron, it is this amazing handshake between an intensified version of grapes with a nice, light, 
beautifully accessible version of grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from your mouth, tell me kind of what this category is, what it means to you, what you see as being the opportunity here. Well, I see it, honestly, I, I think the category is very, um, it can be a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yeah. You know, as I was saying earlier, it's, um, it can be an aperitif. Mm-hmm. It goes great, really well with food. It, you can use it as a digestif uh, or as they say, dessert wine, yeah. if you'd like. But it's also really great in cocktails. So I really do think it's approachable from different aspects because, and also because there's so many different types and styles. Yeah. Now, we don't, always have, we don't all have access to all the styles. But between you know, the young Pinot, the, 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 so you have white and red, and then the old and the very old, I mean, there's a really great gam, as they say, a really great range yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Um, and so for me, I just, if a couple of things I'd like to put forward is that uh, don't let the dessert wine label that you see actually, or the dessert wine kind of statement that you see on labels right. put you off. Sure. Because I know people can be afraid of dessert wines. Oh, it's too sweet. And, uh, because, yeah. you know, as I, again, we have the range here. Um, and, you know, just don't be afraid to... Again, experiment with it. Yeah, because so real quick to your yeah. point about the dessert piece, this yeah. is Bash Bash. Yeah, the Bash, Bash. Gabrielson. Does that does that actually want to actually have dessert one on it? No, it does. Okay. It's, it's very old though. Good, exactly. Yeah. Right. So to your point, so I'm smelling it. I'm like, holy shit! There's like malolactic kind of kind of almost cheesy, funky farm yes. notes in it, right? Like, yeah. Which is amazing because you get that in French cheese. Yes, exactly. Very much a piece yeah. of terroir. So this is not. It does not read sweet, right? Exactly. Exactly. And this is a... Is that très vieux, that one, or is that vieux? That's très, the, I think it's... Yeah. Très? Très. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about 10 years, right? 10 years of aging. So that's, you know, substantial. Yeah, it's so crazy how yeah. this smells. And I that's, could... you know, most people, if they're familiar with Pinot, they're familiar with young ones, which is fine. But I just want to, you know, everyone to know that there's a lot more to it than... Maybe I'll take a little taste of that just to refresh my memory. I really think you should because this nose on this thing... I love how it tastes. It smells like straw. It smells like yeah. farm animals. From it the really does, yeah. in a great way. Yeah, yeah, that baka. Um, so, so again, yeah, it's um, that's what's exciting for me about it. You know, and it, it really, and of course that it's made with uh, one quart of cognac, and I also work as a cognac educator. Yeah. So for me, it you know the the tie-in was was there. It was really a match that was. Did they come to you, or did you come to them? No, they they came to me. Well. It's, it's a long thank you. It's a long story, but the short version is, um, as working as a cognac educator, I was on the radar of the people who work with Pinot. Right. And so they asked me to, and myself and Hoke, who's also a cognac, cognac educator, to, to get involved. So that was, that was really why. It's strange how that comes full circle. Yeah, you get, it oh, so real quick, you get that farm kind uh, of Definitely, note. definitely. But it's so cool because it smells like the, the protected yeah. cheeses, the AOC yeah, cheeses. Definitely, Camembert yeah. or uh, Pont de Vec. Is that what it is? Pont de Vec is one. Yeah, I mean, Epoise yeah. is another AOC uh, cheese. It just reminds me of just being out there in the green, in those hills. Yeah. You know? You were there recently, you said? Yeah, recently. What were you doing? It's on my honeymoon. Went to Calvados and Paris and oh, Epernay. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. It was not a bad trip. Wow. How long were you up for? We were out there about two weeks. Spent three or four days in Pédo, uh, Normandy. Nice. Um, I've never been to Normandy. Oh, my gosh. But this is this takes me there. This is the great thing. Yeah. People, they crave out of agave. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Mescal, because it takes you to the place, the terroir. 
the yeah. transportative nature yeah. of it. This does this. For yes. Me. Well, honestly, I the one thing I do love about mezcal is I, I, I this is how I, I drink mezcal with food. Mm. You know, I just neat with food, and I, I, I find mezcal a lot like wine, mm. a lot like you know, cognac, pinot, that you can actually, there's so many different styles, you can actually have it to accompany a meal. Yeah. Very satisfying. So, yeah. It really, really is. And terroir-driven, definitely. God, it's just, I, I love it. And this was an exceptional, I think this was the last mark that we got to taste out of nine, which is, I'm surprised I'm still sitting up straight here. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing that there's this challenge. Yeah. People know cognac. They yeah. don't know brandy. Exactly, right? yeah. People know dessert wines. People yeah. know aperitifs. Yeah, but they don't understand Pomo. They don't understand the Pinot de Chiron. Yeah. Like, for you, if you had that one target, what is the one target for you that says this is how I can resonate with consumers to say you guys should try this, and I know that you'll love it. The critical. Path. I think that is the hundred thousand million dollar <laughs> gazillion yeah. question. No, that's exactly. That's a great question, and that's the one that I'll be totally honest with you. Not exactly sure yet how, what that should be. Yeah. You know, as I said, they already have dessert wine on certain labels. For me, that's not the, that's not the, the goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, mm, uh, perhaps more moving into the aperitif category, I'd say. Yeah. I'm aperitif, whether it's neat or whether it's, uh, as we had today, with tonic or like a long drink with soda. Or yeah. it's great with sparkling wine also. I bet. So probably something like that initially and then moving into the you know meal accompaniment yeah you know and for and for chefs you know cooking with it as well oh my gosh you know brilliant you know people like mussels with uh perno or whatever like why not try some pinot in there yeah. instead you know that kind of what thing. i bet it caramelizes wonderfully uh, yeah definitely especially these like something like this has an older yeah. a little age on it for sure and it's pretty cost effective too it you know? is how much it like is. how much roughly would you say a bottle of pinot would you, run? you can get a decent uh a, like a, a good brand bottle for in new york anyway uh around 22 dollars oh it would be less probably, here probably probably exactly. about 20 bucks yeah so you know definitely manageable and then but that that's the thing and then you can go all the way up for those people who want something that's you know, maybe more luxury yeah, or like this that's guy right higher here. end, you can, you can pay a lot more yeah. <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> so it's, it's there. It's there for you. And always serve it slightly chilled? Is definitely, that kind of the thing? Definitely. Absolutely. It has to be chilled. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but not freezing cold. Right. Because uh, obviously as it warms up, more of the aromatics are going to come out. Mm -hmm. But definitely chilled. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. And I think it's a category, again, because people know cognac and they love cognac. Yeah. What if I, what if I told you you could have cognac? Right. <laughs> in the most sexy way possible. Yeah. Right? Slightly chilled. I mean, that is what this Pinot is all about for me. It was an eye-opening thing to see that as well. Well, I'm glad. Thank you. I'm glad. I mean, first of all, thank you for being here. Oh, of course. Yeah. And uh, today. And, um, you know, that's all we wanted was just to uh, op maybe open people's eyes, certain people who didn't know about it, yeah. or for the people who knew, maybe just give them a chance to try some different expressions that they haven't tried yeah. or experience them in cocktails. You know, yeah, because there hasn't been a lot of Pinot education. Not at all. Uh, so, And I'm, I'm glad to see that two of those marks are from PM Spirits. So Nicholas Palazzi, exactly. a New York resident, Palazzi. amazing dude, Palazzi. Yes. Have you interviewed him? I've not. We've okay. tried. Okay. We've been back and forth about it. But his stuff is insane. And to, to start with one yes. from him yeah. and to end with one yeah. from him, uh -huh. that shows the amazing range yes. of the category. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful, but in yeah. such different ways. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, Mr. Palazzi, he's a real character. Yeah. And he's been really great with, uh, as much as, you know, he 
he's very opinionated and disagrees with certain things, yes. whatever. Love but it. at the same time, he's always been really willing to give samples. Yeah. You know, and to get, to to donate product and that kind of thing. I mean, all the brands have donated product, but you know, I mean, uh, his stuff he doesn't have a lot of. Well, that's you exactly I mean? that. That yeah. Jackie Navarre and the Ramnu. No, no, you don't see. Right. And um, so yeah, we're really lucky to be able to to get. It's amazing. I just feel lucky to be able to be alive in a time like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. so much information, yeah. great personalities, the sharing of spirits that made their, made their way halfway across the world yeah. to end up here at the Roosevelt Room. I mean, yeah. kind of an astonishing thought. Yeah. And we're very lucky. You know, I think about that a lot. I mean, the places I've been able to travel, the things I've been able to learn, the people I've been able to meet yeah. because of spirits and wine and just liquids and this exactly. industry. It's been incredible. Been an incredible yeah. journey. I, I'm very appreciative of this moment, yeah. especially on a Monday afternoon yeah. drinking Pinot you know, with you, which is a brilliant, brilliant thing. So I've got two questions left for you. Yeah. You're going to head over to Odd Duck for happy hour. <laughs> this one I'm kind of curious about, and of course for me this changes all the time because I ask people this every time. But let's say you're sipping whatever spirit you want at any bar in the world, and you can have a conversation, deep intellectual conversation with anybody living or deceased and again this changes right (laughs) maybe you were listening to billy joel earlier Uh, but who might you like to have a conversation with oh that's i asked loaded i I thought we said no tough question that was my writer that is so not tough (laughs) okay there's no writer (laughs) oh that no that is really hard because i don't you know i mean there's been so many people that i've admired and i just I don't know. Wait, what's the next question? Let me get back. Can I get? Can I sure. just do a take sk- some time pass to ponder, one, Alex? Yeah, and I'm going to go back to it because oh. I have to. I just have this the sense of completion for me. All right. Okay. Well, now that you've tasted some again agnostic brand work, because again, it's right. not really aligned to any particular brand. Does this change your opinion about perhaps working for a single brand in the future? You know, uh, the fact that I'm still bartending yeah. and still. I mean, I still enter competitions, and I mean, I'm going on a trip with a brand in, for a competition I won yeah. in a, about a week. I still really enjoy that aspect. So, you know, when you're the brand person, you're that brand you, person. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. I mean, what's great for me about working with these categories is that I can still do whatever I want and not feel guilty right. or anything like that, you know? So, I, I, you know, I can't even think of one brand right now that I'd really want to work for more than just doing what I'm doing now yeah. plus the bar general education ultimately exactly yeah. so because that's what I've always really enjoyed you know is mm. the educational aspect yeah well in this in a way you are teaching French yeah that's true and it yeah. comes back uh, you know what wow that's yeah I never thought about it that way <laughs> mind blown that's both deep. of us oh Bam. my god yes 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 yeah, things definitely come full circle yeah now. you're you're right you're right that's interesting um so yeah so but, you know, if you're a brand out there, make me an offer. See? It's not right offer, until it offer, is. Offer, offer, offer. Exactly. So, yeah. And I'm I mean, sure there'll be something, or maybe yeah. there won't be. I mean, maybe I, you want to own yeah. your own place, whatever, yeah. right? I mean, I've had a few. Of course, I've had, uh, not of course, but I have had a few well, yeah. you know, people interested. But everybody, you know, if you're a New York bartender right now, yeah. chances are target you've had, yeah. you know, somebody Some approach off. you about something. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it evolves. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay tuned and see yeah, how this kind of peace expands. And if you do, in fact, start rep- being the Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see you know. But, of course, that just bought you time for me to circle back to the second last <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? All right. I'm just going to go easy because, uh, you know, I want to talk about music. You know, I'd love to talk 
I think to Miles Davis just because he was oh, such man. a he was such a hard ass. Yeah. You know, and just such a you know worked in various like styles. Right. Of you know towards the end when he was doing the electronic stuff and covering Cindy Lauper, you know of course and so. You know, I don't know what that con- how that conversation would go. But it'd be probably, exciting to see. It, yeah, yeah. He probably be like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so I don't know about that. But uh, that would it'd be interesting to talk to Miles. And then I'd probably want to just talk to some, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe we get uh, Julia Child in there. We could talk about some oh, food, wow. you know, or even going, or, or, you know, and then I don't know, maybe, I don't know. And then someone, you know, in politics or something cause, to explain kind of if they know what's happening now. Yeah, what, what the <laughs> Some hell dead politician. Right, right. Did you, could you have foreseen this? Did you do that? Did you contribute to Yeah, was to anything, yeah. anything to do with you? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just off the top of my head, those yeah. are just. It's good. I mean, those are great people. I mean, <laughs> God, Miles Davis. If he yeah, could stay just, awake long enough to chat with me. Right, you know. Step away from just, heroin just a little bit. It'd be fucking and, great. And just, you know, is. Just where he came from, and just that, that music that was so iconic. He, of course, he's not the only one. You know, there's right. no, of so course. many others. But, you know, just, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Right, there's I know, so I know, many yeah. that, that And we just he was choose. so photogenic also, you know, just yeah. that beautiful. Really you know. soft skin. Right, yeah, he had that skin, and, you know, and his father was a dentist, and he just came from a different type of, you know, he went to Juilliard, and a lot of people know that. And uh, so, yeah, it's, he was trained, yeah. you know, he, whereas, you know, so many other musicians just kind of came up out of nowhere and just did their own thing. So yeah, I think Miles is very interesting. That's amazing. You know, he's he's, you know. And there's a picture could, of him in here too. Yeah, I actually saw that next door. I think I got a picture of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're surrounded by Miles in a way. Exactly, Miles and Miles and Miles and Miles. <laughs> Miles, beautiful. Well, I can't wait to see what happens next for you. Well, Ms. I just Frankie. You know, I yes. have to get the Ms. piece. In Please, there. Frankie with a Y. Yeah. Um, but and Mr. Mike G. <laughs> Yeah, thank, thank you, you for Monsieur <laughs> Michel J. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming today to the class, oh, yeah, and great. I really appreciate this. So thank you. Absolutely, great experience, and I hope to keep in touch. And please do. Gonna keep trying to. So this is a fucking great juice, man. You know, like it, all of them were good. Yeah. There's not anybody I've ever met that wouldn't like any of these. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, that's the thing. Know your guests. Know your audience. Know your consumers, yeah. so that you, you know, that's the thing with with what we do behind the bar. You've got to know how to direct people to mm-hmm. what they want to drink. That's right. You know, so and you can find something to these every single time. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll thank chat you. soon. Yeah. Ciao. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Introducing me and many to the category of Pinot de Chirance, Ms. Frankie Marshall, a staple in the New York cocktail scene a multilinguist, a world traveler, a musician, a renaissance woman. It was great getting to sit down and chat with her about all things life. You know, there's lots of media out there about Ms. Frankie, but this is stuff that I have never read before. These are great to hear about her experiences and great to sip some of this amazing French aperitif with her. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how much longer you have to wait to watch Stranger Things Part 2, Season 2, or... If you're thinking, I don't know when the Oscar race is really going to start, and I don't know who's out in the head, but I want to see more movies this holiday season, please keep dancing.